Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. And a very warm welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast. Nigel Green here from the Echo Academy, and I'm absolutely delighted to have with me today, Rishiko Ulrich. How are you doing? Morning, Nigel. I'm very well, thank you. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, Rishiko, you're, you're part of the Ecra Academy family, which is uh, just wonderful. We've been working together for some time now, and you're doing some amazing things out there. But uh, I think just for the listeners, I mean, would you mind just uh, introducing yourself and maybe just giving a bit, bit of background, if that's okay? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, um, I'm Rishiko. I'm from the Netherlands originally. I moved to London about six years ago, um, came here for a job opportunity. Um, and um, yeah, just found property along the way. So transitioned from working to uh, to doing running the property business and, and working with yourself and Mark um, with with the Echo Group. So um, yeah, that's just a little bit about my background. Yeah, and, and how, how long have you been doing property now? I started property journey in two thousand and nineteen um, yeah. with some education. So. Um, kind of the the catalyst for that was, um, as mentioned, I was working in a job at the time. Um, the company was going through a big global restructure, uh-huh. uh, so a lot of jobs were being made redundant. Um, mine ended up being safe, but it just sort of got me thinking about job security and um, the other reason being I've lived and worked in a lot of different countries, so mm. didn't really have a pension anywhere, so... All those things sort of made me think about, you know, the future um, security and, and things. And I did a property training um, course back in 2019, oh, yeah. which sort of was the uh, the start of uh, of the journey. Um, yeah, and haven't looked back since. Fantastic. It's a, it's a very similar um, approach that I had actually. It was many many years ago. Um, it was it was actually started with a bit of an inherent distrust of pensions. I, I couldn't. I couldn't really assimilate with it, to be honest. So, you know, the relationship was uh, once a year and the letterbox would flutter and this envelope would drop and that would be my pension statement. And fees were taken in advance of performance and all these sort of things. And I, it, it, it troubled me, I think. Um, and and I, I needed to find a way that was more tangible um, to enable a pension in the future. And property for me was that route. I could drive to it, see it, be part of it, <laughs> you know, interact with it. and. I could see that grow over the years, and I think the beauty of uh, property as well—it's um, you, you, you can you can tr- transcend it through the generations as well, which is just just fantastic as a, an overall legacy. But um, yeah, I mean, what what made you choose property as a vehicle? Was it a similar uh, similar thought? Yeah, very much so. I think uh, I, I like the the idea of um, the stability it brings. Uh, it's it's an investment for long term. Um, it's an investment where you buy, you get the cash flow, uh, but you also get the long-term growth. Um, so compare that to, say, investing in the stock market. You know, you're kind of hoping that the value will go up, but it kind of goes up and down. Whereas with property over the years, you know, you can see gradually the value of your property will increase um, with time as long as you hold on to it. But at the same time, you can also, um, you know, earn an income from it, from rental income. Uh, through through the cash flow, so to me that made it a really attractive vehicle and an asset class to um, to build my future on and build my pension with. You, you mentioned the stock market there, and I think that's a, a 
that's an interesting one and 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 one again personally I I, I struggle with because I can't influence it. <laughs> you know, I can't I can't directly get in there and, and make a difference uh, because it's just too big, isn't it? It's the global economy really. Um whereas as you say, property you can influence. Um needs a new kitchen, bathroom, re- yeah, refurbishment from time to time, you can add value and some, um, which is great. Not only from an equity point of view, but also potentially from a, um, you know, uh, from a cash flow point of view. So, you know, really, really, really good. So tell us about some of the key milestones and achievements in your, your property journey thus far. It's been, yeah, been quite a journey. So I um, started back in 2019, um, got my offer accepted, uh, first offer accepted towards the end of that year, um, completed on my first property at the start of 2020. And obviously we all know what happened soon after that. So it's been um, quite a challenging uh, journey and, and right, but just sort of kept going consistently with, with projects, um, sort of navigating the challenges that came with it. A big milestone for me um, sort of earlier this year was I, um, I I managed to replace my my previous income I had in the job, um, you know, salary I was earning in the job, giving my time away for 40 plus hours a week. Um, I now earn that same income from property. So that was a big, big milestone for me. I think I've actually just replaced my job with, with income from my assets. So, um, yeah, I was really pleased when when I hit that milestone. Super. Well, well done. Congratulations. And I think it's a, th- a thing that, you know, people do aspire to um, ultimately and have that passive income there and you go and live your life as your own then, can't you? Which is just fantastic. Um, we know things don't always go according to plan. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, this, pod- this podcast is all about really just hearing people's experiences, their learnings and and, you know, I'm sure the listeners will get a, a lot from this as well, this particular point. But can you take us through something that maybe you've encountered unexpectedly or and indeed how you overcame those challenges? Yeah, it certainly hasn't been easy. Um, so to start with, when when I tried to buy my first investment property, um, I had only been in the UK for about three years. So I didn't really have a very long credit history um, didn't really have a, a, a big file. So my first challenge was actually really simple, was as simple as getting a mortgage. I, I spoke to several different banks, several mortgage advisors, and um, because of my short history in the UK, it was a real challenge to get my first mortgage. Um, so I just kept digging and, and kept you know finding a way. I just needed to get that, that foot in the door. So um, ended up with you know, probably a relatively high rate, but somebody who would accept me um, and and was willing to offer me a mortgage to buy my first property. So I went with that. Um, and then, as we all know, as it, it gets easier from there once you get accepted for the first one. Uh, but that first one was a real challenge. And, you know, I thought, oh, here I go. It's my first one and I can't even get a mortgage. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just persisted and, and you know, just kept finding a way because I, I just couldn't accept no for an answer so yeah that's fantastic um, yeah just managed to get that over the line and yeah um you know the next ones did become easier after that uh, once you've established a track record and then the credit file and history you know, yes. So yes they'll they'll be a bit more confident to lend to you so uh, that was the very first challenge i encountered um then as mentioned once i completed on the first um property 
that was January 2020. Obviously, in March 2020, everything ground to a halt. Yeah. Um, you know, I was kind of just um, starting with with the first refurbishment of that property. I had two projects on the go, so they all had to stop. Um, all works had to had to finish. Then afterwards, you know, things slowly sort of started back up again. People could go back into the house one by one. So it just slowed everything down. I thought it was going to be a 12-week refurbishment project and ended up taking, you know, five, six months. So, um, yeah, certainly those were challenging times as well. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, just navigating your way through, you know, every day bit by bit, just trying to, you know, get it across the finish line and keep pushing things forward. And, yeah, we managed to work with the team. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it was challenging. Didn't see that coming at all. When, no. Know, starting with those first few projects. Um, that yeah. We, yeah, interesting. Interesting. You know, and there may be people that are listening that have got a similar scenario. And what, what did you see in terms of that first uh, that first mortgage product? I mean, you, you mentioned the rates were probably a bit high, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Did they, was there any impact in terms of loan to value or anything like that that you saw? I was able to get the 75%. Um, but I think the going rate at that time, you know, obviously it, it keeps changing all the time, but it was around sort of two and a half, three percent 3%. I had to go with double that. I had to go with six um, just to get in um, and then, you know, be able to get that first first product signed off. So, um, but it was just something that, that needed to be done um, to get the ball rolling and, and get it started. Yeah. Absolutely. And and did you did you see that particular product as from a strategic point of view to be quite a short term product and then with the view to I'm then going to refine yes. it to something a little Yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah. So as as soon as the project was finished, um then you know just looking at options to to remortgage and, and put it onto a lower rate. So that's that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. So that's really, really interesting. Um I mean, what lessons have you learned along the way? Uh, definitely lessons. Things don't always go according to plan. <laughs> um, you know, you can you can make a plan, think, okay, this is going to be X weeks. And, but my experience so far has learned that it just it just doesn't happen. So um, flexibility, I guess, um, you know, pivoting. You, you kind of have to be thinking on your feet and, and really um, always thinking about problem solving, you know, yeah. just – Okay, there's been another challenge. How do you, how do you sort of manage it? How do you get around it um, and just keep your eye fixated on on the goal? Because there's going to be things thrown at you from from all angles, and yeah, so just find a way to to deal with it and and keep moving. And that and that is that is property and that is life, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. you know, you, we're all going to come up against challenges. Plans don't always go as planned. Um, it's having the ability to be resourceful constantly being positive you know we, we call it the whack-a-mole i don't you you probably i remember the game called whack-a-mole and uh you know the these these moles used to come up and you used to whack them with a hammer and that that's kind of our day to day. as the moles come up we whack them down <laughs> and uh but that but that's the thing isn't it as long as you can kind of reflect you know finish the day reflect and say well i've actually moved forward it might not be a full step but i moved forward half a step because i had to deal with a few issues behind us i think that's the way and you just keep keep being being relentless being resourceful just keep moving forward and you you will almost certainly achieve what you you want to achieve which is which is fantastic 
So what are you yeah, definitely. And I think it really, really helps to to keep your eye on the goal as well, you know, just kind of step back and, and keep keep focused on the bigger picture of, of, you know, what's the aim, what you're trying to achieve, what's the end goal, um, and then everything you know, that comes on the way is just, yeah, you have to circumnavigate and find a way around it because, yeah, the end goal is the end goal. You want to get there, so, yeah. 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 Very much so. And with, with that in mind, what, what are your plans for the future? Um, sort of at the moment, I hope to secure my first development project. Uh, so um, sort of start with with Vitalets, um, HMOs, um, kind of looking into service accommodation as a strategy and, um, and development as well. Um, so been looking at a couple of interesting things. Hopefully one mm. of them, yeah, comes to uh, to fruition. But yeah, that's the plan for, for the near future. Absolutely. Some exciting opportunities in the pipeline, isn't there at the moment? And obviously the world is a, a changing place at the moment uh, seems to be changing every day at the moment but uh, that's again that is life and we just have to navigate <laughs> be positive and be resourceful and get forward and, and keep moving forward and all the rest of it so I, i'm sure there's going to be more opportunity coming your way as well which uh, which should be fantastic to see but um you you might be aware that um mark and myself we um we were the chapter authors in a in a book that we wrote a couple of years back, and uh, it was called "Advice to Your Younger Self." And we're very proud, actually, because it, it hit the Amazon number one uh, for a very short period, but nonetheless, it, it hit the number one status, which was which was great. And um, you know, I'd I'd like to ask you the same question. You know, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? It would have been uh, start investing in property earlier. <laughs> um, yeah, I just sort of, you know, didn't really know about it till a few years ago. It was just something that wasn't really on my radar. Um, always had, had you know, jobs. I was always in, in employment, thinking that that was, you know, the way to, to earn your, your income and, and earn your living until I learned otherwise. So, um, yeah, advice to... My younger self, sort of about 20 years ago, probably would have been to start looking into that a bit earlier. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I, and that was one of my tips <laughs> to my younger self as well, you know, just to uh, just just to look at opportunities and kind of think outside the box because they don't really teach this stuff in school and certainly not in the UK. You know, it's, it's a very different approach to education. Not that I'm, you know, I, I think the, the education system is amazing and, you know, what they do for people. It's just a very different way of thinking, isn't it? And you, you know, you tend to kind of fall into these situations and then inquire a bit more. And as you say, get education and, and move things on. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's absolutely fantastic. Rishiko, it's been, been an absolute pleasure. I mean, in terms of you know, working with you and Mark and myself, you know, we can see, you know, the effort you're putting in. You're, I think all the listeners will will glean from this interview your determination and your your end goal, which is just fantastic. And you, I've no doubt you're going to achieve your your wildest dreams, you know, in terms of uh, your aims and your goals. So keep keep it up. It's absolutely fantastic. But people, if they want to get hold of you or if they want to follow you, um, how best to best to make contact? Uh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so Richie Ulrich. There's there's only one of me. <laughs> I think it's not a very usual name. So yeah, definitely uh, do reach out on LinkedIn. Uh, my property company is called March Brown Properties. Uh, that's got a LinkedIn page as well, Instagram page. 
um, Facebook page. So um, do find me on social media, um, my website, marchbrownproperties.com. You can find some information on there as well. So lots of different ways to get in touch. That's been wonderful. And, you know, just hearing you know, the in- interesting, insightful aspects of your business, the life, background, et cetera, challenging successes that we've we spoke about, your plans for the future, you know, lessons that you've learned, which is absolutely invaluable for listeners. You know, we all take away those those nuggets, which is superb. And uh, that's been absolutely fantastic. So, Rashiko, thank you very much. Thank you, Nigel. It's been a real pleasure to be on the show today. Thank you very much. And that's the Property Developers and Investors podcast. Nigel Green from the Echo Academy. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equacademy.co.uk.